The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time roma craft tobacco the after show the after show the after show the after show it's the after show it's wednesday it's really saturday the show's just we just finished the show we went too long there's gotta be there's gotta be something in like broadcast education that we some sort of thing that we can adhere to where we don't automatically say exactly what's really happening and maybe pretend like it's happening. You're supposed to, but this is podcasting and you just, it's easier just to tell the truth, but it's called the after show. And this is after the show. And, uh, that's what it is because Skip Martin said to us, yeah, I will do it if you do a show after the show because he enjoyed after the show was over. More we, than the, the show. Yeah. yeah. And people say it too. The stuff that happens before the show happens. And the breaks. And that, people want the breaks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What happens during the breaks because then it's headphones are off. Nobody's listening except a studio audience, but we can't have a studio audience. So, so nobody's listening. No, nobody's listening. We don't even listen to each other no, that often. No. <laughs> We talk, but then the other person doesn't listen to what we says because sometimes you guys say exactly what the other person had just said. I, I did we, we do that. Week. We do that a lot, Ed. Yeah. You do it. Not. You do it. You do it more than anybody else. You know that, what, that, Jonathan? That. I mean, sometimes we say exactly what the last person just said. <laughs> Right, right, <laughs> exactly, and that just went over his head. No, I got it. Barry didn't get it because he's busy texting whoever he's texting. So I lit up on on the show. We smoked the Zeno Platinum exclusive series that was um, we did for New Hampshire based type of thing, and the packaging on it beautiful by You Are New York. Uh, and I, I looked up during the break of the. Um, their yeah. website. I know you said you were going to buy something. Wow, I just got sticker shock. <laughs> the lowest thing started at 6000 and goes up from there. These guys are doing okay. Yeah. Um, but we we have it on our box, their artwork on the box um, that is beautiful um, with the Wicked Good Cigars. C-I-G-A-H-S, Live Free or Die in New Hampshire, the, the Old Man on the Mountain, and their balloons, colored balloons that <laughs> we, we know now are called... Bubbles. Bubbles. Uh, graffiti bubbles. Right. Um, and I know it's Wednesday and you're listening to the show, but I'm sure we still have some. Well, as a Saturday, uh, we sold a nice amount of them, so... Uh, yeah. If you waited to pull the trigger, I hope there's like a few boxes left, but I have a feeling there Man, might not be. Really, I from your lips to God's ears, I, I got a bad feeling on this. Be, just because we're not able to hand sell, 
Um, but it's a box of 10 at 120 something dollars. 126.99. Hmm. Uh, and with that, if there's any left, you put um, in a comment your size of a T-shirt that you would want, and we have a print for you, but we don't have... We had 250 boxes. We didn't have 250 T-shirts. So that may not be there, but put it there anyway, and if we have it, we'll give it to you. If we don't, maybe we'll find some sort of swag laying around to give you something as opposed to nothing anyway. But you will get the 10 cigars in the box along with uh, the, the artwork on it, and we talked at the show about what's something to save. Well, certainly don't save. You can save the empty box at the end of it. I think you, the cigars are ready to smoke. Smoke the cigars and enjoy them. Um, but if you bought a second box, this is something maybe to put put away anyway. So anyway, that being said, we said we're going to get to mailbag. So, Mr. J, let's do that. All right. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com and with regards to the RomaCraft interview. Oh, okay. In this past week's after show, you re-aired the first RomaCraft interview, but you were unsure if it had aired before. Prior to the Corona Madness, I started listening to the old Cigar Authority episodes and had recently listened to that same interview wow. on the podcast from July 30th, 2011, The Show Part 2, time mark 10918. The new shows are so much better now. It sounds like Mr. J has made it through puberty. (laughs) Barry keeping him in check. David at the helm and Ed trying to keep the wheels from falling off. Thanks for the great work and distraction during this trying time. Take care and stay safe. Why do I have to be the butt of the joke? Well, it's nice. We got a timestamp on that anyway. Um, July 30th, 2011. I probably went to that um, trade show in June. And by the time we got to that, it was July. And... um, he had that July 30th. I wrote that down myself. July 30th, 2011, uh, 10918. So I don't have to actually listen to two hours of this. You know, if Google does what they say they're going to do, our problems will be solved. They say they're going to transcribe all of the podcasts. Oh, my God. Uh, Good luck then, with our accent. Yeah, then the content should be searchable. How will they spell cigars? The I don't I, know. The way I did on that package? <laughs> cigars. Cigars. So the 2011 IPCPR trade show was July 17th to the 21st. It was at the Sands Expo and Convention Center. It makes sense. So it was the second show after that. Okay. Which would be why it was part two. Two. And Barry was not here. Nope. No. We had Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Me, you, Gentleman Chuck Morrison. That was it. That was it. Okay. That was it. Also submitted through the Contact Us page, Robert writes, greetings, gentlemen. Please note that I do not include Mr. Jonathan in the gentleman category. Ah, most people don't. Shots fired. Harsh words. That said, I give the man his due and attest to his contributions to the show as being net positive. However, uh, anyhow. What? (laughs) Not to be confused with gender neutral. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyhow, why I'm writing. I recently discovered the show when doing a simple Google search for Cigar Podcast. I am now as hooked as I am on cigars. And my brother and I make sure we set time aside every Saturday and Wednesday to listen with cigar in hand. Nice. I now spend hours every week listening to the backlog of episodes in an effort to consume the entire show catalog. I appreciate Good luck with that. what you all do for the industry. And when funds allow, I will be purchasing my first box of Atabay from two guys as it is by far, in a way, the best cigar I've ever smoked. Which baffles me because I typically prefer full-bodied sticks. 
Thanks, guys. Keep it up, and I'll be listening every week. Sincerely, Robbie. It's no mild cigar. It's not a mild cigar. People look at it because of lightly colored and stuff like that, but there's body to that. There's plenty of body. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, like, it's a time where everybody's binge watching. I guess binge listening is just as popular. So, Ed, you used to run the numbers on this stuff. Did you see a lot of people going to the back catalog, or was mostly the, the past? I think what, most did, what did I say, 30 days is, is, the, is consumption? Right. So if we look at our monthly numbers yeah. of, you know, what we do in the first 30 days or, you know, shows that are current, yeah, um, we get an, about an additional 30% that's back catalog. 30%? Yeah. Now, how far back, I, I don't know. Yeah. Right? It might have been, okay, somebody's a couple months behind, or somebody's way back. Then. So, you know what a number would be to look at, is to look at the, la- at the first show that you're able to get to, mm-hmm. to look at numbers, write the number down, and then look at it a month or two from now yeah. and see if that number changed at all. See if anybody's listening to that. Yeah. Went from 8 to 12. Right. <laughs> would be, that would be an important thing. Right. That, that'd be the weird thing because it's dramatically different, the amount of people that listened in those days to what it is now. It's, a, it's amazing the number of people that listened last year to this year. Right. It's 100% growth. It's, it's, it's dramatic. Go ahead. All right, Steve writes through the Contact Us page. Hope you all are safe and healthy. I reached out previously about this and never heard it discussed. If it was, I missed it and apologize. I love the show and would love to buy some show merch, but the logo is pretty horrible. Yeah, you did mention it, and we had a couple people write in with their picture of I I didn't like either of them. One of them I thought could be tweaked. Can I finish the freaking email? Yeah, you guys can chat. Go ahead. Since we're all home bored, you should have a design a new logo contest. See some creative we designs did. and pick a winner. Or even some cool new shirts. Who wouldn't wear a Chinese Peapod shirt? Keep up the great work, <laughs> Steve from Indiana. I taste Chinese Peapods. That'd be interesting. So he's going to draw it out. This is going to take an hour. No. <laughs> Longest after show ever. So some of the things that we say on there with the logo... And then those that know, know. I agree shirt. with Barry 100%. Yeah, I'll put that I'd on a shirt. That. I will punch you in the face. <laughs> I would wear that. That is bullshit that you guys even have that as a drop. You can do one. That's his maiden name. That I'm okay with. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> that I wrote. I'm yeah. okay with that. But yeah, we're still soliciting. Uh, do people know these things logos. that we say? I think probably, yeah. Yeah, when I have conversations with people in the lounge that listen to the show, they're they say Chinese peapods, and uh, which was done one time ever way back, and somebody. I, I have tasted it a couple of times. It's a joke that keeps on giving. So interesting things that could be put on there, but the logo part of it, we did say that we were going to do something for somebody, whoever won. Yeah, we and, got a few. We're still soliciting more. If you have yeah. one, send one in. You never know; it might. The problem, the, the problem with this, and I just want to make sure I get the guy's name right, Steve. And, and the is, thing uh, is, if you put lots and lots of colors in it, it gets very, very expensive to produce. Yeah, it should be two color. You know. Yeah. Because- if Dave had thought of this as his idea, uh, it would have just been we would have mentioned we it every it. single week. But we, we did it. it was and, one and, and done. And two people 
wrote, sent in, which was very nice of them, and not that it was terrible. They were better than what we had, but not... They didn't blow you away. Enough to say, okay, let's change the logos and and try try to do this. So, yes, we're open to it. Uh, if somebody ends up having it, or um, maybe I go on to one of those things with all the artists are on there and run a contest on there for a few hundred bucks or something and see what somebody comes up with. All right. Also, submit it through the Contact Us page, and I'm addressed directly. Contact Mr. Us Jonathan, page of what? TheCigarAuthority.com. Oh, all right. I've already said it three times, said man. none. Go back and listen. <laughs> you just said the Contact Us page. You not hearing something doesn't mean- You can go back and listen to it. All right. All right. I won't. I know. I don't care enough you, to prove you wrong. Yes, you to go do. back and listen. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I'm not going to go listen. I don't need to prove you wrong. It's not a thing for me. I can prove you wrong. And Mr. Jonathan, go. I've been working and or managing a cigar shop both full-time and part-time in the Midwest for just over 10 years. Wow. I've recently found your podcast, and you guys are really adding value to the industry. Your bundle stick episode was great. Every trade show, I try to find the best diamond in the rough bundle stick as a like a scavenger hunt it's like unicorn hunting in reverse without a doubt the next episode will have a heavy weight of contention on the coronavirus so i'm going to hop on the bandwagon with the slowdown in lounge traffic possibly for an extended amount of time what is your strategy we don't have an online sales presence so we're focused on cleaning and selling to walk in traffic amen believe me I, we know a large amount of our customers use our lounge and as i'm sure you've experienced have a huge sense of camaraderie surrounding the shop personally as a shop we are turning toward an even harder than usual to identify dead weight on the shelves and optimizing our facings and product mix just curious what wild projects Dave might have up his sleeve for your stores. If you're ever in the Midwest, you guys always have a home at my shop. Thanks, Patrick, from the Humidor West in Wichita, Kansas. P.S., if your listeners are on the fence about the care package, just friggin' do it. As a fellow retailer, I can verify that Dave is losing his ass on this deal. (laughs) If I didn't have a key to the shop and 1,500 facings at my fingertips, I'd be a prime care package recipient. Um. So very interesting. Ten years uh, managing a store, so this guy knows what he's talking about, and he's talking the right talk, w- w- what I will say personally, the way I'm thinking. And I know I talk to retailers a lot, and, and I hear it that they say, I don't want cheap cigars in my store. And, you know, somebody comes walking in the store, and they can buy a $3 cigar. They don't even want it in the store because they say, I got a chance to sell the guy one cigar. I want him to buy a $10 cigar, not a $3 cigar. It's a different customer. And the bulk of the people buy lower-priced cigars. The bulk of them. The bulk of the people buy mild cigars and low-priced cigars. So do you want to push them out and say, I only want the people that buy fuller-bodied, more expensive cigars? Maybe the guy will come in and buy something because he's stuck, but then you're going to lose him as the lifetime value of the customer, the guy coming back over and over and over. You need options. You need to sell hot dogs and you need to sell prime rib because you sell, because you're a meat shop, right? You sell meat. You're a cigar shop. You need to have low-end bundle cigars and high-end cigars. Before there was a high tax in the state on domestic machine-made cigars, I carried, I sold a million dollars a year of machine-made Cigars, buy the full box. You couldn't buy singles and stuff, but I'd sell a million dollars a year out of one location. Oh, what are you selling El Productos for and Garcia Vegas and all this stuff? 
because that guy, that's what he smokes. And I would try to get that guy that's smoking Garcia Vega to move on to bundle cigars and then from bundle cigars to mid-price cigars. The guy didn't budge. So I learned that that was it. When we ended up stop selling that cigar because it was a 65%, 67% tax in the state on machine-made cigars, I lost a million dollars in sales. We discontinued even selling them, and that customer was gone. He did not switch from that. So I'm telling you, as from one retailer to another, you will not get that customer to say, I'm going to smoke $10 cigars because you don't carry the $3 cigar. You've lost him. He's going online and because he, he's a $3 cigar smoker. So why don't you carry something like Classic? Because we sell millions of these things. Do I wish they all smoked Davidoff? Atabay? Of course. But th- that guy doesn't do it. Every once in a while, maybe it's his birthday. And he ends up buying that. Maybe well, some, someone buys it for Yeah, him. or something. It ends up happening. But he's a customer, and that's what he ends up doing. Have these things available for your job as a cigar shop is you don't sell pretzels. You only sell cigars. So why wouldn't you sell a lot of different kinds of cigars? Different kinds. Now, he's saying, my store is full. I have so much of it. You but he, a- he's lo- he always looks for that. Yeah, low price bundle brand. What you have is a whole bunch of the same thing, where if you took half your store, get rid of half of it. Now you say, okay, here I am on the uh, mid-level brands. Your whole store is full of mid-level brands. You're not carrying Atabay, the high ultra premium, and you're not carrying the low. You're all mid-level. So keep 50% of your store mid-level and make 25% of it low-level and make 25% high level, now you have something for everybody. That is, the, is, is me as a retailer, that's my go-to, and we have customers. We were the number one seller of Garcia Vega in, in a store uh, way back when we had those things. We were number one, and we were number one Davidoff store in the world at the same time. And we sell a shitload of mid, mid, middle-range things. Yeah, the guy, the guy that's smoking that low-price thing, and I know a lot of people that are cigar geeks poo-poo it, he is the most loyal to his brand. Yeah. He's the most loyal to the shop that he buys that brand And he buys at. lots of them. He doesn't buy a single. He's the most habitual smoker because he smokes a lot of cigars. That's why he's smoking lower-priced stuff. And he definitely smokes the most cigars of anybody. Right. And would you say, as working the store, the average guy that buys low-priced bundles... Doesn't buy one. Doesn't buy one. He buys five. So I would Mm -hmm. say the average is probably two, maybe three at a time, at 20 cigars in each one. So look at the bundle of, let's take a $30 bundle, take that bundle as one unit. It's the same as a $30 cigar that you sold. It's one unit, and the guy buys three at a time. You got a guy buying $30 cigars. He comes in and buys three of them. That's $90. The guy comes in and buys three bundles. It's three $90, units yeah. also. It's just units. And if you, can, if you can do it, you can change the dynamic of your retail store and be the place where people who smoke cigars go to your cigar shop because you have something for everybody. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I know you're into you. The owner is into unless this guy is the buyer of it. Also, he's into a certain dynamic of what he likes. You have to get away from that. It doesn't mean you 
will be smoking bundle cigars, you may have that bundle not even available by the single, which is also a mistake because you want that guy to have tried the cigar too. He may not buy the bundle right off the bat. So you, you, it doesn't have to be every size. You make one size available for somebody to try it. The guy says, okay, I'd like to buy that Churchill, let's say. Uh, do you have it in singles? We don't have it in singles. We have the Robusto in singles. Would you like to buy one of those to see if you like it. The guy likes the Robusto and says, okay, give me two bundles of Churchill's. And then uh, the other question that Patrick had with respect to what's going on with the coronavirus, we are not just doing curbside pickup. We are outside of the store in the rain Yeah. before the guy finishes pulling into the parking spot. We are keeping our distance, but we want that customer to know that they're so valuable to us. We're out there. We're sanitizing. Before they even call. The phone numbers are out there. But and, and one thing you do is you go to the passenger window. Correct. So the guy's driving, goes to the passenger window, and doesn't even walk up right to the window. It's another Keep foot. Keep a distance, yep. Talking loud so he can hear you loud and clear. And when you bring the bag out to him, you go to the passenger thing, and you place it inside the passenger seat, and he doesn't even have to touch the bag either. A lot of people are very skeeved out by someone else touching their credit card and all that, so everything goes in the bag. It's very sanitary. Yeah. It goes in. Listen, I put your card in there if you want to sanitize it, and some people do, some people don't, but that's their call. The only thing I've touched is the outside of the bag, but my hand's... My hands are the cleanest in the shop. I'm yeah. constantly washing them and sanitizing. Yeah. All right. Also submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Thank you. And this is Randall writing in, hello to all. I'm a fairly new listener and really enjoy the show. I really enjoy the information that you share. I've heard you commenting about UPS and the fact that they require all tobacco shipments to be sent with a signature required. Yes. I work for UPS as a driver. So keep in mind that this is just my opinion and I do not have any inside information, but I believe from an online company, the government agency probably won't find the shipper. Won't find the shipper. That's you, the shipper. I'm sorry. I skipped a line. All right. <laughs> uh, but I believe that UPS is doing that to protect themselves from fines. If someone Correct. is caught ordering and receiving tobacco products after UPS I'm from an online company. I skipped another line. The government agency probably won't find the shipper. Pockets are too small. They will go after UPS and FedEx and such, much deeper pockets. Like I said, that's just my opinion as a knuckle-dragging driver. Love the, love the show. Keep up the great So work. I can answer this. The contract that we sign with UPS, within the contract, it says that we have to request a signature, and it's a contract that's been signed. So therefore, to upheld, uphold the contract, we are required to have that box checked. Correct. But otherwise, they can end their relationship with us. So two things. They <clears throat> want to take themselves out of the chance of being sued. Absolutely mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. Part two is they're charging us $7 for a signature. You work for UPS, you are not getting the $7 they are. You're making the delivery and you're paid to make the delivery. It takes you two seconds to make that signature. It's costing us $7 to do it. And I'm telling you, it's getting tough because we went through our shipping and uh, my wife, who's the bookkeeper, looks at the shipping cost last month and says, oh my God, what the hell happened? It was more than double what it normally is. Right. Oh, you must be booming. No, it's not that the sales are up from there at all. It, it's now costing us $14 to ship the package to you. 
and we're still operating on $150 or more free shipping, things are going to change. It's, 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 there's not that much profit in this to be right. able to, to hold it out. So a heads up on there. Believe me, we're looking at our competitors when it comes to that too, and nobody's making the move here. But when the quarterlies come in and these big companies end up seeing that they lost millions of dollars in shipping, um, the, the tick's going to end up happening. So if, if again, support your brick-and-mortar retailer if at all possible. Um, they don't have the product you're looking for. You, you find somebody that ends up doing it, of course. Um, you're going to end up seeing the shipping uh, and tax that's going to end up happening in a state because we're one click away from that happening that states are going to require the state tax that's going to happen there too. So. And for our listeners, if you don't want to have to sign for the package, you can ship with the post office. The post office currently does not require a signature. Right, and you can choose that thing on our site and yeah. probably everybody's right yeah. has that option of uh united postal service and if you live west of the mississippi the post office will get there quicker usp usps yeah united states postal service um and it's a, it's a cheaper option yep. and it's better for us too yep and it's better for you because you're going to get your cigars in most cases the same time or quicker. And there's tracking going on with that stuff too? Yeah. The, yeah. the tracking at UPS is a little bit more in-depth. It'll tell you each location. Yeah. With the post office, it'll tell you when it's been received at the local post office, and it'll tell you when it's out for delivery. Right. It won't show you the steps in between. Yeah. Okay. Good time for one more? One more. All right. Uh, this is Jim writing through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Gentlemen. I have yet to find a definitive answer on this question, so I'll send it your way. Occasionally, I'll smoke a cigar that has a very soft ash. When I remove excess ash from my cigar, it crumbles in the ashtray as opposed to a nice firm ash. Who doesn't like a firm ash? I've been working out. That so. retains its shape in the ashtray. Is this an indicator of a cigar made with short filler or lesser quality tobacco? Thank you for all you do for us cigar lovers. Stay healthy. Jim from Spring Lake, Spring Lake, Michigan. So is a soft ash a flaky ash, is he saying? I think that's what he means. You know, an ash that's not holding up. You know, you put it's it in the ashtray and it disintegrates. So the more they pack a tobacco, the more the, if, assuming it's a long-filled cigar, the more they pack it, the, the hotter the ash is going to be, obviously, the hotter the cigar also is. Also, the, the stronger the cigar is, the higher the primings are, and the more stable that ash is going to be at the end. And if they have stem in it, yep. which you say, oh, they put stem in it. It's there, supposed to be. There. Yeah. There's, there's a little bit of that. Which is, Padron's kind of famous for that in yeah. their 64s and 26s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ask yourself this question. When you're smoking it, if it's, a, if it's a weak ash, is the drawer a little bit more fluid than a cigar that has a firmer ash? Okay. They say it could be uh, underfilled. could be underfilled. It could be a mixed fill, Cuban mm-hmm. sandwich. It could be short filled. There's a lot of reasons why you would end up with a soft ash. When Price I, is going to have something to do with that. There's I mentioned that. Yeah. And I mentioned when I have a good firm ash, as I look at it as better, better constructed cigar. Correct. Right? That's how I perceive it. Does it make the cigar taste better? Not necessarily. I don't want an underfilled cigar because there's too much airflow that goes in. It burns hotter. Uh, if, if it's too firm, then it's a bad draw. So you Sometimes. want it just, just right, right? Yeah. I wonder if smoking a cigar too fast would make it a little bit, the ash a little bit looser. But some people It'll power your ash looser. Some people power through a cigar. Right. Uh, 
None of us are really power power no, smokers. No. So I don't know. Uh, that's it. That's it for the after show. Next week, Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Cigars is going to join us. Uh, we got a lot to talk to him about on Saturday. The, the entire state of the cigar industry. Uh, politically, with all this coronavirus thing, cigar stores, he has uh, the burn cigar bars that are all shut down. Uh, is there going to be cigar shortages? Are prices going to go up because of the factories are closed down? Um, Taxation is going to happen because of all the government uh, money that they're pushing and are going to go to us. What does he think? What do we think? We're going to talk about that Saturday on the Cigar Authority. Till then. We'll see you next time. And uh, put the lid into your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.